If you're the kind of dad who's been rocking a members only jacket, insisting that it's due for a comeback, then this is the podcast for you. I don't know about a members only jacket, but parachute pants with all their zippers that needs to make a comeback. Hello, everyone. We are bad to the dad with coach Randy and Adam D where the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and the life of dads everywhere on the planet. Also, we believe we are the fastest growing dad themed podcast in all of humanity. Hello, listeners. Hello, dads. Great to have you back for season five, episode number four. My name is Adam D my good friend and fellow broadcast partner. He is the one injection vaccine when it comes to podcasts, and he is Coach Randy. Hey, Coach. Adam D. in the house, back over there. I'm here in the den. You're in the... I don't know. I'm in Aiden's room. Do we have a nickname (laughs) for Aiden's room? I'm not in the cave because that's my basement recording studio, but I'm in... uh... I'm 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 inside. I'm in the inner sanctum of a 12-year-old boy. That is is his room, and you know, usually this place is off limits. But uh, I guess he did a scan and made sure there was nothing no bugs. Was terribly incriminating for me to see. So, you know, I'm just looking around as I say that. And no, I think I think I got the all clear. All right. You got the all clear. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, the den misses you. Um, we're getting closer. We're getting yes, closer. Indeed. I know you've been fully vaccinated. We are now here in New Jersey. They're allowing educators to get the vaccine. So uh, we were uh, hopefully get ourselves set soon. What a week it's been. What a week it's been. It's now officially. A year, Adam. D. A year, a year. I I remember exactly. Everyone's going to like look back, right? When yep. our when our kids and our grandkids, uh, and more of our grandkids, are going to come back to us and say, "Where were you yep. when the pandemic started?" I remember it vividly, and I was on a plane coming back from Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I remember that week. I was fa- facilitating a bunch of workshops with our Cleveland office of the Visiting Nurse Association. And every hour on the hour, the CEO of that business came in and said, this place is shut down and that place is shut down and we can't do business here. And uh, our patients don't want us coming into the home because they don't want us to bring in the ick and the yuck from other people's homes. And it was perfectly understandable at the time. And I remember Friday morning, I got on my plane. There were five people on a 120 passenger plane. And it was take whatever seat you like. Mm -hmm. This is before people were wearing masks. And it was like, everyone just had their run of the place. I landed, I got home. My wife says, strip. And I said, oh, this is going to be one heck of a weekend. And she (laughs) said, no, strip, leave your clothes in the garage and shower because I don't want the ick that you brought in from that plane coming in from Ohio to be in this house. Uh, And I do recall it just just seemed like everything shut down like within a 48-hour period. It was such a bizarre sensation. It was everything from schools. And then it was the NBA. Like when it mm-hmm. when it makes no no we're just average we're just average Joes right but when it makes NBA and they're like okay no more basketball and then baseball and then no March Madness and they all no, have no March Madness I mean they stopped games I remember the Big East tournament yeah, yeah. they stopped the game at halftime I believe between St John's and Creighton I'm like who stops the game at halftime <laughs> what kind of event would cause a basketball yeah. game to stop at halftime and then they just wipe, wiped it clean. You know, so it was just a whole different uh, experience. But yes, we've made it a year. It was supposed to be a couple of weeks, but we made it a year and uh, we're getting close. We're getting close towards the end. And we are here with Bad of the Dad to uh, continue our work, helping dads become better dads and connecting dads. And you know who connects dads with better dads? And moms with better moms and communities with one another. I, that has to be Becky Berman of Berman Branding. Berman Branding, yes, also BermanCS.com, but BermanBranding.com is her new website. Go to her, see her, visit her. I'm using her. She helps us create incredible logo, Bone Daddy, Bad of the Dad, you name it. You got to check her out, Adam D. You know, Coach, one of the things we haven't mentioned about her logo design and what she can do for your business is how unique it is. I mean, yes, she listens, she takes inputs. But she also has this expertise that she is more than willing to share with you. And when I was looking at your logo for the Coach Randy Says business, mm-hmm. I was thinking, man, I've never seen anything like that before. The color scheme and the yep. shaping, it it was a logo for our times. And a Pretty logo neat, right? Logo. She did a really nice job. Yeah. I wanted to. And 
Uh, she took what I wanted to and uh, did what I needed. And now we're just figuring out how to market me in a whole different world of post-pandemic, <laughs> post post uh, being in front of people speaking, even though it's going to get back there. But uh, it's been one heck of a week, that's for sure. I'm just heck glad uh, we're moving forward. Heck of a week indeed. And we have uh, another great guest on our podcast this week. We have Alan LaFontan, who's a sales and marketing executive with the Global Global Brands Group and their new product line, which is Jupiter Unlimited. We're going to learn a little bit about that and how that is a product line for a certain demographic that has been underserved. Don't want to give too much of it away because I want Alan to go through the explanation. I think you're going to learn a lot. Also a black father in a diverse community. So we're going to learn about some of the challenges and opportunities that black dads might have in in raising their families, uh, whether they be traveling through white communities or they are in communities that have quite a bit of allyship where there uh, are diverse folks that uh, rally for the cause. Uh, Certainly not easy, especially given current events of of the last 12 months. You you thought it was just COVID? No, Uh, the newspapers have been filled with other headlines too. And many of those have been uh, centered around uh, social justice and injustices as the case may be. You know, my biggest concern is uh, his name, um, Alan LaFontent, La right? LaFontent, LaFontent. La so uh-huh. I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm doing my homework. Alan LaFontent, Alan yeah. LaFontent. But, yeah, I'm it, but I'm telling you, I, I, I'll probably brutalize it. So you got to be there to help me out if that happens. Well, if it was, you know, the true French pronunciation would be Alain because it's with an I and that's, ah. that's Alan, that's Alan mm-hmm. and then La, La Fontan. But uh, look, you know, there's Duolingo, there's Berlitz courses, there's other resources that you could tap into right here, right now on your phone that could make you a much better French speaker and not just the guy who does the Pepe Le Pew accent. <laughs> but we can always count on you for that coach. Adam, do you know, I'm here for you, but uh, please get my back. If by chance I just butcher it because uh or I might just let you job. go and <laughs> just let me just in yeah. open mouth insert foot. I'm good at doing that. We know how well I do that here. That is my show. I am the seal with the rubber ball on its nose here to entertain. Uh, but you own it, coach. You own it, and and good fun. And, and speaking of owning it, you know, I, as I mentioned, I'm in uh, my son Aiden's room. Yeah. So you know, we we used to talk about runs dadded in. You know, doing yeah. great things for our kids. And uh, I had one this week. So, uh, coach, I shaved. And I didn't just shave my own face. <laughs> Let me just be clear. Are we going manscape or are we just talking no, about no. your face? I shaved my face, okay. but I also shaved my son's upper lip. Ooh, you got rid of a little uh, little caterpillar. A little the very dark caterpillar. Yes. Almost like a tarantula kind of thing. Yes. Here. And it's like he's the only kid amongst his friends who had anything looking like a mustache. Yes. And he saw me shaving and he came in. And he pushes his upper lip to me. And I said, do you want me to shave that thing off, Aiden? And he says, yes, would you? I said, you want shaving cream? He goes, no, just go, just go with the wet razor. Just be, just be gentle. And, uh, and instantly he went from Charles Bronson to the little bouncy curly haired boy that I always remembered. Yes. Like, when did this happen? When did this happen? You got hair on the armpits now. Yep. So now I have a, a a boy that has the hormones churning, but uh, it was like that moment of connection. That uh, that dad you know, moment when you yeah. uh, sit back. Now I did have that moment with my son, Alex. Now he's 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 twenty four, and you're uh, not shaving him now. Let's uh, let's no, but he's kind of we call him Patch. You know, he's still trying to figure <laughs> things out. Oh, he's got uh-huh. the thing happening. All right, but we do. But what's really funny? You talk about shaving um, every night. You know, through the pandemic. We have dinner together every night and it's become this routine. It's become part of our nature. And Brianna every morning always asks what's for dinner just to prepare us for thinking about dinner. Uh, there's a, there's a commercial out there that makes this claim that uh, um, your armpits are the place of self-confidence. It's a, it's a woman's commercial probably for, for some kind oh, of Oh yeah, secret and all those. Uh-huh. And so last night we were actually talking about, who has armpits like who? Michaela has armpits like me. Brianna has the you know armpits like you know Jessa. And I said, but hey, they make you self confident. And they all look with a smile. And they say, we are self confident because we have arm goes up, great armpits. So yeah, shaving's a thing these days. It is, it is, and then that that you know yields itself to a conversation around deodorant. 
<laughs> it's not like roses. Let's just put it that way. Well, they, a lot they of roses. Do. They do, and you might have a more uh, muscular muscle. I use system. I use Apollo by X. Apollo by X. Wow. And <laughs> and how is that working out for you? It's forty eight hours in effect. Hey, forty eight hours. That must mean it's loaded with chemicals and other preservatives, and uh, will probably end your life early. But hey, at least you're smelling good. And I have great self confidence because I have really positive armpits. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, well, not speaking of armpits, but, you know, time with our, our kids. Um, so I watched uh, a couple of months ago, Ted Lasso. Yes. Uh, and Apple, Apple Plus. And I, told I loved you to it watch so it. much. You know, Coach, I think it was you. And I have to tell you, there are very few series or movies that I will watch again. You know, I'll watch Raiders of the Lost Ark anytime it's on. I'll watch any of the airplane movies. I'll watch uh, Mel Brooks. Very few TV series I'll watch over and over again. I could not wait to start Ted Lasso. How great is that show? How great was I, it? I started watching with Aiden now, and I know that uh, Jason Sudeikis won yeah. a Golden Globe for yeah, Best Actor and, and it wasn't, you know, it didn't come hard out of the box on Apple. It wasn't well advertised at all. I thought it was the best show that nobody was watching. And you just kind of stumbled upon it. And I'm like, this is kind of a funny show. And then it just was genius. The entire the entire season. And coming out with season two, they started recording. Two so tell me about it. Watching with your son. Yeah. Well, first of all, I forgot how many F-bombs and how much sexual innuendo was in there. But I figured, you know, that, that train had left the station probably about a year, year and a half ago. <laughs> anyway, so it was nothing that I, I wasn't prepared for. But... You know, I think we just like the character of Ted Lasso. Um, you you know, he's like got him? his issues. He's got his family issues. But, you know, the, the positivity, the lines that come yeah. out. Um, there was one throwaway scene that I totally forgot about where Aiden was just laughing his behind off. And it was when he leaves Rebecca. Rebecca's the owner of AFC yeah. Richmond, the yeah. soccer team. And uh, he high fives the coat rack, which is in the shape of a tree. He's <laughs> like, okay, see you later, boss. High five tree. And it was just not even so much that he said high five tree, but just the way he did it. Mm -hmm. He made me rewind that scene, Aiden, just, you know, because of the style of that. It was just a, a small and, and, and ridiculous three second scene, but I don't know. He, he got a kick out of that. Um, you know, all of the plays on words, the repartee that he has with Coach and Beard. His, yes, a coach, because he's he's always talking to him. And, of course, the premise is that he knows nothing about uh, the, the the English version of football, you know, soccer, right. as we call mm -hmm. it. Um, but he's just a coach. Um, and uh, he's a positive guy. And just a uh, – I would I, I, shout out. We don't do many of them, but I would certainly uh, encourage Ted Lass. I'm glad you're watching it now with your son, for the second time. Yeah, just it's it's hilarious. It's good hearted. And you're rooting for him, right? He is going into and, you know, he he's aware, but he sort of comes off unaware that he is being brought in to make the soccer team the laughing stock. It's sort of like Major League. You remember the movie yeah. Major League? Where the owner yeah. wanted the team to suffer okay. so she right? could sell so she could sell and maybe even move the team. So it's, and that was uh, before Cleveland Indians were actually a competitive team. So it was actually yeah. a play on just how bad. Just a few years before, yes, yeah, really were going to World yeah. Series. This has a, a a similar premise. She is trying to run the team into the ground because it was her ex husband who's a major philanderer. Yeah, uh, it was his favorite thing in the world. That's the thing that he loved more than anything. So she's trying to make it the laughing stock of the football world in England. But uh, you're rooting for Ted to come in and worm his way in everybody's heart and. And turn it around, and you, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, although I should because by now everyone should have well been watching it, this. It also goes to the fact he becomes a father figure. He sees himself as a father figure, creates a community. It's a family sport. You often talk about family and what goes on, so it certainly goes in line with our world on bad to the dad and how we see our roles as yeah, fathers. He's a dad too, mm -hmm. right? Into our into our world. So uh, good stuff. And I know we're excited about uh, our next guest coming up. Correct. Alan LaFontant of Global Brands Group and Juniper Unlimited. Stay tuned. That's right here on Bad to the Dead.
We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. You want to find us on social media? We're there because if you're not on social media, do you really exist? At Bad to the Dad is our handle on most social media platforms. That does include Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even on LinkedIn. And if you want to be so 2002 and visit us on the World Wide Web, we've got that as well. It's badtothedad.com. We're also an interactive podcast, and we do have email. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Again, contact us at badtothedad.com. If you have a show idea, guest idea, or a question for us or any of our guests, contact us at badtothedad.com is the way to go. Coach, our guest this week is Alan LaFontant. He is a sales and marketing executive with uh, a fashion company, Global Brands, and one of their, well, in the, in the book publishing industry, we call them imprints, but uh, it's not an imprint. I guess it's a subsidiary called Juniper, uh, Juniper Unlimited. So we're going to learn a little bit about Alan's role uh, with that organization, uh, talk a little bit about fashion. Uh, this is a very unique kind of uh, fashion organization in that there's a social uh, component to it. And also talk about some of the social justice issues that are impacting the world, especially locally. Uh, Alan is a, a Black father, uh, you know, raising a Black family in a very diverse town. And we certainly want to get into that because uh, we want to appreciate what that means as a dad. So Alan, great to finally have you on Bad to the Dad. Good to see you. Oh, good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. So first, Alan, uh, we understand that, like us, you're a fanboy. Comic books, <laughs> fantasy, sci-fi. So have you been watching WandaVision? Come on, man. Of course I have. <laughs> course what I what have. do you think? I thought it was fantastic. It's funny, you know, uh, now being categorized as a fanboy and with the advent of social media and you're able to fan out with everybody on YouTube, all the different uh, scenarios and all the hypotheses the fanboys had about the show, who was going to be on the show, who wasn't going to be on the show. A lot of them uh, ended up not being accurate, but the show was fantastic. I thought it was a great segue for the Marvel Cinematic Universe to tie a little bit closer to the comic, comic book universe of really understanding um, the Scarlet Witch, I think she was underplayed in the first you know, couple of phases, but now you're starting to see, like, wow, this is an, a, an incredible character. Um, I forget the actress's name, uh, Elizabeth uh, Olsen. Olsen yep. Yep. She, she killed it. She did a great job. I thought it was just very well done for their first uh, series on Disney+. Plus. You know, again, salute to Marvel. And, and are you like us? Are you like waiting with bated breath for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which oh, is uh, coming one. up in just a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, that's the one. I loved, uh, you know, the original Captain America Winter Soldier, the movie. I thought that's one of my favorite out of the whole, uh, of all, you know, the 10 years that they've been putting out the movies. I'm so looking forward to how they play Captain America, who has the shield, Bucky, is it Falcon? You know, just for, again, for the, the fanboys and the guys that have read the comic books, they both have held the shield in Captain America's absence. And it's just an interesting play of combining them together. Um, that's you know the one I'm most anticipating of the ones that they've uh, spoken about on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, Elizabeth Olsen, this was sort of a breakout for her. We really got to see the range of her acting chops. I think this is going to do the same for Sebastian Stan and uh, it's Anthony Mackie, right? As uh, yes, the, yes. the Falcon, yeah. Yes. I think we're gonna see a lot more of, of what they can do and, and, and fall in love with these characters a little more because they were sort of, I don't wanna say they were marginal, they definitely impacted the Marvel Universe arc in the first phase of movies, but we're gonna take that deeper dive with, uh, I'm assuming it'll be at least an eight or nine episode uh, first season, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, we need it. We got to get Alan Coach on our uh, Dad Geeks episode. <laughs> we do these specials when we unpack some of the uh, sci-fi and, and fantasy series across all of the different streaming platforms. So, Alan, to be fair, it's hardcore. I mean, these guys. <laughs> I mean, you have uh, Neil Tenzer, you have John Brooks, you have uh, Chris Diaz. These guys are these are the guys that dress up at Comic Con, you know, and go in dressed up and you know cosplay and legitimately own the world of whether it's Marvel or DC they're, they're legit so you got to bring your game because <clears throat> I am just a, a mere peon I am a I am a student amongst beasts so you got to bring your A game <laughs> they don't leave the house much either Alan but right. you know, at least they know their <laughs> fantasy and sci-fi 
No, I've actually had the opportunity, um, you know, via Kato, the kids were my excuse uh, to go to Comic-Con and dress up with them. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm a student as well. So you will, uh, you will fit in just fine. <laughs> Expect the invitation. All right, let's talk a little bit about Alan's pro work. So, Alan, I know you're a sales and marketing executive with the Global Brands Group. And most recently, one of their uh, subsidiaries or one of their companies, Juniper. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the work that you do with these organizations? Uh, absolutely. Um, and it, it'll be a pleasure to. So, uh, Global Brands Group is a, a holding company. It's a, a manufacturing company of apparel and footwear, um, you know, throughout United States and globally. Um, one of the brands that they have and that we've created is called Juniper Unlimited. So I don't know if you guys are, are, are aware, but it's gonna be a little backstory on, on the why. So there's about a billion people that live with a disability worldwide. Um, there's about a billion baby boomers, which are obviously getting older. And so the opportunity from a, a market share perspective is how do you service persons with disability? So whether it be yourself, a friend, a family member, um, the degrees of separation are less than two degrees of separation that whether you or someone that you know has a disability and how do you create or where is there a, a platform that has products, brands and services to uh, accommodate that community, community that has you know, over $400 billion worth of, of market spend um, and so what we created was a marketplace that uh, has the opportunity for brands and services to service this community. And so on this platform, we have adaptable products. So for example, there's a brand called MagnaReady, which is a, a dress shirt that instead of the buttons, there's magnetic closures. So whether you're disabled or not, or you're a guy like me, I just want to get dressed a little bit faster in the morning, uh, me having to button 10 buttons versus a magnetic closure that buttons within seconds obviously is much easier. But for someone that does have a disability, this is a game changer um, on having the ability of have being independent. Um, if you have, you know, obviously if you have challenges in your mobility and you know, uh, the beauty of fashion when it's done correctly is the way that it makes you feel. So you get up in the morning, you put on your, your favorite shirt, your best hat, whatever it is, your whole day is set off off of that experience. But you can imagine an inverse I'm getting up in the morning. I hate what I'm wearing, but I'm only wearing it because I have to. It's the only thing that I could actually physically get myself in. Or it's not my personal style because the brands that I love don't accommodate me in their design. So when we're going out into the fashion community, as well as developing products ourselves, are adaptable products. And ultimately, the goal is for brands to create universal products, products that accommodate everybody. When you talk about a billion people, that's 15% of the world's population that you're not even servicing. So how do I create, for example, uh, a, a great example is uh, we all are using maybe a Google Nest or Alexa. That's just a great product that has everybody in mind. You know, it's a, uh, a frictionless process where, you know, instead of me having to get up and go to my thermostat, I can go say, Hey, Google, or hey, Alexa, turn up the, the temperature. Um, I think through, via the pandemic, I hope people are able to see, because we're spending so much time at home, on how some of these things that for us that um, aren't disabled may seem easy, but someone that is not, this is the way that the disabled community has been living in their homes for, for, for years. And how do we create these products and services for them that makes um, their life a little bit easier? Alan, real quick. What was the motivation to come up with this product line? Um, so uh, Global Brands Group actually ended up buying the Magna Ready, that shirt that I talked to you about, that Magna Ready dress shirt. Um, some of that technology you're seeing in other dress shirt companies as well. Um, so that was the first step. And then the, uh, the person um, that owned that company or that created that company was Maura Horton. Uh, Maura Horton's husband um, had Parkinson's disease and that's how she ended up creating the shirt. Through the journey with Maura, and she's an amazing person, please, if any, you know, any of your, your followers or the viewers, uh, Google Maura Horton and, and Magna Reddy. Um, through the experience, she, uh, you know, that seat at the table, she was able to talk about the community and the community at large and the disabled community and the services that they don't have. And again, I think a lot of change um, ends up happening through the private sector, the business, the, the business piece of it, right? Um, and the business opportunity on how do you, first of all, do social good? 
the business opportunity because it's under, an underserviced community and how do you tie those two things um, together? And she was a great uh, person for us to understand that the dress shirt is fantastic, but it's not just about apparel. No, when you talk about lifestyle and building platforms, you know, I'm not only thinking about clothing, I'm thinking about health, I'm thinking about my family, I'm thinking about this conversation as we, as we started with fanboys, just a community, just so we just can talk about what goes on in our day to day. And even if I'm not a disabled person, like for, you know, for example, if you have someone in your family, I just want to get more information. I don't know. I have no idea about a disabled person experience. And this, you know, what we've created was a platform that has a lot of great content, um, first and foremost. And then on the back end, a marketplace where you can actually purchase products as well. So Alan, you know, I'm in the uh, careers business in, in talent management. And, you know, when I guide people on the kinds of jobs they might be interested in, a lot of what I hear is, well, I'd like to join a company or an organization that does well, right? That hopefully is profitable and sustainable. And, and you know, I know where, where I'm going to be working for the next, you know, five, 10 years, but also a company that does well, doing good and doing, doing well, rather. Um, so, you know, a, uh, an organization that is socially responsible, that is contributing to the greater good, whether that's, you know, in, in healthcare or charity or uh, just helping people in any walk of life live their best selves. So I have to imagine that when you wake up in the morning, you're probably pretty proud of what you do. You know, you're still in a place that you're passionate about, and that's the fashion industry, but also working with products that uh, can help people of a certain demographic feel their best selves. Oh, absolutely. You know, the um, opportunity that was afforded to me you know, through GBG and working on this Juniper project and starting that journey, because it isn't easy. Um, even for, from a, um, our, our company perspective, it was our first foray into reimagining that business model. Mm -hmm. uh, but to your point, Adam, I think businesses that are talking about doing well from a PL and a financial model have to be having that conversation about doing good. I think it's going to be synonymous as we talk about life post pandemic, you're not, I think it's gonna be very hard to engage with consumers from a branding perspective, just because I've created the most fashionable pant that's out there. I think those you know, days are dwindling down. People do wanna know what's going on in the back end. You know, they, they do want a sense of transparency. Um, from GBG's perspective as well, you know, we're starting the journey. We don't, we're not an expert in the, in, in, uh, the socially uh, responsible and good piece of it, but there is an intentionality and you get people, and again, this, this whole idea, and we've heard over the past six months about having a seat at the table, by getting different people at the table, having a conversation, seeing a point of view, that's where the journey starts. You know, you know, I would love to be able to say, hey, we figured out you know, how to fix um, the issues that the disabled community are, are, are going through. We figured out on how to rectify you know, over 400 years of systemic racism. We haven't, but we are being intentional and in saying, we know it's an issue, there's a problem. Um, it is a right thing to do ethically. And again, ultimately we live in a capitalist society there is a business proposition for why it makes sense for us to do it as a company and why other companies should get involved in the, uh, these issues as well. This is fantastic news, Alan, given the, uh, the current nature and uh, issues that we're dealing with. Uh, so many of us are trying to figure out what to do, and sometimes we feel helpless. We want to support uh, whatever we can. Um, how do people get access to the product line? Is there a particular website? Yeah. Can you yeah, share so that information? So so for uh, Juniper, you can go to juniperunlimited.com, J-U-N-I-P-E-R-U-N-L-T-D.com, uh, and you'll see that it's a marketplace that it's really driven by content, right, of uh, people telling their story. Um, I think, you know, oftentimes, and, you know, even, you know, meeting with Adam, um, it's just chopping it up about what do we have in common, right? It's probably, it's a probably you know, there's a list of things that we don't have in common, common. But there's one or two things that we do have in common. So whether it be being dads, whether it be the comics, whether, and you start there. And I think that's the Juniper Unlimited idea is what do we have in common? What are some of the stories that our community is sharing and that you attach to that? You know, uh, whether, you know, my parents, for, for me, my parents are, you know, getting up there in age and the challenge, no one tells you on, 
that's a difficult journey to go through with your, your parents. And you're having that conversation. What can you do to make their life easier? My parents are, you know, vehemently independent um, and they want to remain that way. And so for me, as their son, what are the things that I can do? What are the little life hacks? What are some of the services that are out there that may, I may not be aware of just to make their life a little bit easier so they can get, you know, keep that independence? Um, so those are some of the conversations that are on the front end of the platform. And then when the shopping capability, you can start to see these products and brands that are engaging the community by changing product. You know, uh, for an example, Nike just released a, you know, about a month ago, the Fly E sneaker, where it's a handless sneaker. Um, and they've marketed just, it's just a cooler sneaker. I don't have to tie my shoe, um, but that's a universal product. So it's gonna, me, I'm a, a former sneakerhead. I love it for the design piece of it, but for someone who maybe not be as mobile, that's an amazing um, progression and innovation when you talk about product. Like even something as simple, you know, just if you guys are aware, I'm just trying to make sure people can understand on universal product. Uh, if you guys know the ramp that goes into the sidewalk, Right. So obviously mm -hmm. everyone uses that. So the intentionality of that product is obviously for persons with disabilities so they can get onto the sidewalk. But whether you're onto the sidewalk, you're, you're pushing the baby stroller, it's just a better product. It's, it's envisioning and um, imagining things in a better way, but making sure that you're looking at your community at large rather than just a, a, a segment of it. Mm. Design victories for all. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yep. We're speaking with Alan LaFontan, again, sales and marketing executive of the Global Brands Group and uh, Juniper Unlimited, learning a lot about clothing that's been designed for the uh, mobily disabled. Uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, of course, we're going to throw some uh, some websites and social media handles on our own social media handles uh, or on our, on our own social media posts when we promote this particular episode. So, Alan, thank you for sharing that information. Um, you know, you were talking about the, the, the social awareness component that is embedded in Juniper and global brands, but of course that hits locally as well. Uh, it's been a heck of a year. And um, you know I, I'm sure Alan, from where you sit and, and a lot of people who want to take on allyship, uh, it, it's, been a, it's been a challenging year for, uh, for us as well. Um, I, I, I would, you know, br bring me as a fly on the wall into your home, you know, when uh, you've got George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and you've got, you know, I, I know they're doing jury selection for the, uh, the officer that um, is being uh, indicted in the, the George Floyd case. Uh, you know, bring me to the dinner table. How do you talk about these issues in a, in a black household in a diverse town? Um. I think, you know, the, the George Floyd incident and, you know, normally in my household, I have, uh, you know, kids, my son, my eldest son is 24 and my youngest daughter is five. So I have, a, you know, a really broad range of, of kids and the topic of conversation I've had to have with all of them. It's just a different uh, version of the same conversation. You know, they're definitely aware that, that you know, we are black. They're definitely aware, um, even at a young age, unfortunately, of some of the systemic issues that are going on in the United States. I've never sugarcoated that. Um, I think the George Floyd thing for me, it was really the conversation that I had to have with my oldest child. Um, my youngest children, they understand and they know, uh, and some of these um, uh, stories that you have to tell just to make sure that they're safe. And especially with my oldest one is this whole thing about how do you engage with the police? You know, hands, and I'm sure you guys have now have heard it by now, hands at 10, 12, be respectful. You give them the whole litany. And remember, you're giving this conversation to a young man. Let's not talk about the, the color issue. As a young man, 18 years old, as, as you know, me as a father, um, I'm very much about, you know, uh, respect of yourself. Don't let yourself be disrespected. But that conversation changes when it goes to the police because you just want to make sure that they get home. So you're, you're asking this 18-year-old, 22-year-old man full of testosterone, the first time my father is ever telling me, so you might have to let someone slide on what they say to you because it's more important than you get home than you demanding your respect. So that always has bothered me. What bothered me, especially after the horrific eight minute and 40 second killing of George Floyd that was videoed was me having the conversation with my 24 year old and just not 
I might have been wrong because I'm telling you, hey, be super respectful, you know, don't say anything and you'll make it home. That's how we're going to make sure that you get home. And that's not the case. There's a thousand cases, you know, George Floyd is the most recent of the names that have been in the headlines from, you know, Alton Sterling to um, uh, uh, um, Breonna Taylor, all these cases, you know, uh, Philando Castile, where they did exactly what they were told to do. Hands at 10 and 12, right? Be respectful. And they didn't make it home. So it was a very interesting and just um, at that moment in time, you know, having, you know, to be honest with you, I had my hands in the air. Like, I don't know. I'm just not sure. What is the best practice? How do we make sure that you at 24 years old and you're going out that you make it home? How do I make sure that my other son at 13 years old, how do I make sure my other son at eight, how do I make sure my daughter, what is the best advice? And it was really difficult. I mean, I never have watched the entire video. Anytime five or six seconds comes on, you know, with the George Floyd, because it really just, it put me in a bad place for, for a while. Um, and that's just honest on uh, being a black American in America during a pandemic and having to see and have that conversation in a black household of um, things not progressing as we may have believed the illusion to be. I think, you know, post Obama on where we were at, that was definitely an achievement for the black community in particular, but I think for the country as a whole, we've obviously, we're, you know, go undergoing, you know, the, uh, Trump's uh, presidency and how the tone outwardly had changed. But these things don't happen just because of Donald Trump. This, these are things that were existed that came up to the surface. And then after, you know, the pandemic, I'm saying, okay, we are really not in the place that maybe uh, many of us thought we were in. How, how do we push the conversation along? Um, and, and, and how do you partner with, you know, some people that believe in the same thing that you do as, as far as, uh, where we are with the black community and systemic racism, how do we, you know, create some solutions to these, you know, you know hundreds of years uh, problems. So Alan, I cannot thank you enough for your candor and your opus conversation. Uh, clearly yeah, as a white person, as a Jewish American, uh, I can somewhat relate, I have empathy, uh, but certainly having had friends who's have the, uh, the police talk, um, and I just kind of sit there in astonishment, not even realize that's a talk that actually has to happen. Um, and cannot fathom the range that you go through from your youngest to your oldest, that you've been very insightful in offering your thoughts. But if it's okay with you, I want to talk about some of the positive things that you do as a, as a, as a Black family, just a family in general, as a father, that you love to do with your kids on a regular basis, given the pandemic and things of that nature. What is it that makes the LaFont La Fontaine family do. Did you miss French class coach in high school? <laughs> yes. Yes, I took Did Spanish. Did you go out for a cigarette break during that class? <laughs> I, I took Espanol. I, I, can, <laughs> I, I can do, uh, you know, chocolate mousse. I can talk a French toast, but I did not make that day in French. I didn't take it. All right. That's so, while you're behind. <laughs> so if you wouldn't mind, given the seriousness of what you have to deal with, I'd imagine also some really great things that you do as a family with your kids and, uh, and everything else. Absolutely. I think um, life is about balance. So, you know, obviously this is something that's going on in the community um, and, and, you know, uh, our, our country as a whole, but as a family, you know, we've done what we've always done. It's, you know, I'm a family first type guy. Um, so whether it be, you know, super engaged in their schoolwork, uh, my son's taking karate, um, you know, uh, they'll be taking, you know, my little guy, Max, will be taking soccer soon, my daughter doing dance, uh, having, you know, they have music lessons here and really giving them the opportunity to see there's many things that they can be involved in. Um, you know, back to the point of work, being able to work in social good, what I've also been able to do, and I, I want to connect on how do you connect what's purposeful in your real life to what's in your work life. Um, uh, our, uh, I, a, I work also on a brand called Sean John. So what Sean John is doing, yeah. and that's where I started my career. Um, after the murder of George Floyd and what we're doing with Sean John is that we're going to, you know, a lot of companies have been, become allies and advocates to what's going on in the black community. But uh, Sean John, which is another GBG brand, 
uh, what we're doing is we're going to be very purposeful and intentional. We're giving 100% of our profits of our products that we sell back into the community. Um, and that, uh, and, you know, three major pillars of education, um, getting our community civically engaged. And the last part is black excellence is really postgraduate work. So dream big is uh, working, for example, with an organization uh, called 5,000 role models. Um, that's out of Florida and Detroit with Congresswoman Frederica Wilson on giving uh, at risk youth an opportunity, you know, when they're, when they're being educated on going to Washington, DC, having some mentorship. Um, uh, uh, the time is now is really about civic engagement. It's not just about, you know, being engaged during the national election. It's how do I say, you know what, if I'm uh, unhappy what's going on with my community, how do I get involved in my community? And the last of black excellence is really, um, you know, for me, I didn't know that this was a job opportunity, right? I, I actually happened to felt, fall into the sales and, you know, I got to marry back what I was passionate about in the culture, getting involved with Sean John, but I didn't know this was a, a job opportunity. And um, how do we do a better job with our um, highly engaged, highly intelligent um, uh, youth, you know, and young professionals to know you could do this. There's more than three or four jobs, whether it be in entertainment and sports, there's a whole plethora of jobs that are out there. Um, so that's what we're doing with Sean John. And I, I bring that up just to, to, as a reminder, you know, what we do as a family, we try to make sure that we're connecting what we're doing Monday through Friday, it's what's going on after school and on the weekend and being really intentional of, you know, I, you know, I always love the, the phrase charity starts at the home. What are we doing with each other? You know, it's very hard to say, you know what, I'm going to love and care for my fellow man if I'm not being super intentional with my family. Um, we love Marvel, you know, that, you know, I, I, you know, I did that part right as uh, raising the whole family. My wife is equally engaged in the whole Marvel universe. And it's been great because, you know, I've been able to have that journey with my 24-year-old. And then Alana, at five years old, is able to have the same experience. And even in that, as a Black family, to see the evolution of um, and the amplification of making sure that there's a diversity of the characters, right? Mm -hmm. I love Black Panther, but let's be honest, you, you really have to be a fanboy to understand that character. But now the whole world loves Black Panther and what Chadwick Boseman did with his, you know, iteration of that character. I love even going on into, um, you know, back to circle back to what we were talking about with WandaVision. I mean, it was very intentional to make sure that Photon was in this story, right? Uh -huh. And I, I, it's super powerful as- That's again, the Monica Rambo character. Monica Rambo, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a spoiler alert, it, right? Too late. Um, if you haven't watched it now, I'm sorry. You've exactly. wasted your weekend. <laughs> it, it's fantastic to see, and you know, uh, uh, this mirroring when you when you're able to see, oh, that person kind of looks like me. Whether it's and it's not only color, a tall guy, a short guy, a big guy, someone with glasses, but that person looks like me. And you know, nowadays with Google, they come from someplace similar to me, and look at what they're doing. That's the blessing and the opportunity, and that's you know what goes on in my house a lot is us to recognize what is, what's out there. You know, you know, I'm in, you know, fashion and I've, you know, dabbled in, you know, obviously fashion is connected to entertainment, but there's way more than fashion, entertainment and athletics for um, black people, right? Um, there is an opportunity and a lot of it is just not having the proper exposure, um, the systemic barriers that get you not in that room or at that table. And for my family, we, we converse about, oh, whatever you want. The sky's the limit and it's something that you're passionate about how do we get there yeah and hopefully hidden figures uh did more for the black community and getting those kids into math and science than you know any, anything that's been put out recently alan you you probably answered a lot of this already but we like to take the interview home with a segment called dad advice advice for dads and i know in your life you can come at it from a lot of different angles you can come at it um from you know the executive perspective from, you know, what you're doing at work with the actual product line. And of course, you know, uh, you know, raising a family, a, a black family, if you wanted to take it another step, any way you'd like, um, what advice do you have for other dads from any walk of life that might be listening today? Um, my biggest advice would, because you know what, I've had the beauty of seeing the whole range of fatherhood, right? I'm at the 
um, transition point of having an adult child and obviously having, you know, a young child is enjoy the journey, you know, enjoy the, the journey is my biggest piece of advice that I, I'm, I'm able to see because, you know, it's oftentimes very cliche, um, but the time does go by extremely fast and all secondarily because I have this range um, is you have to evolve with your children as well, right? The relationship I have with my 24-year-old son isn't the same type of father-son relationship that I have with my eight-year-old son. Um, and part of, I think, on how you are able to continue that connection is to evolve with your children, to be transparent with your children, especially as they become into teenage years, and harken back to some of your own experiences. You know, I, I know I was a mess as a teenager, as a, as a young 20-year-old, and to be uh, transparent enough to tell your story um, and you can kind of relive it together with your either adult, a 13-year-old or eight-year-old child, but to put yourself in their shoes at that time and relate to them at your eight-year-old self. What was that like at eight years old? You know, you try to remember that. What was it like at 13 years old? And coming to them at that rather than um, sometimes, you know, we can tend to be an authoritarian or that we have all the answers. No, I'm learning. I'm learning each and every day. I'm learning through their experience. I'm super still excited to learn through their eyes. You know, I think that's what helps keeps um, parents young. So, um, you know, my advice would definitely be, you know, cherish the time, but learn with your children as they um, as they're they're evolving as well. Our guest has been Alan LaFontaine on Bad to the Dad. I think we, we covered a lot of ground here, and we thank you so much for spending so much time with us on our, our podcast today. Uh, please give our love to your family and uh, you know hope, hope the journey uh, turns out to be a good one, as you say. And uh, we all start learning a little more about each other and, and you know continue dialogue like this. Thanks, Alan. Really appreciate your time and insight and helping us understand the, the bigger realms that you can purchase and be involved with products, but still be socially conscious and help individuals in the same, in the for-profit world. Thank you, Jim. I really appreciate you guys uh, sharing the platform, sharing the story. And again, love having these conversations with just being able to chop it up and having a little bit of fun. Absolutely. We are bad to the dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Berman Branding. You can find Berman Branding at bermanbranding.com or on any of the social media platforms at Berman Branding. For any of your graphic design, web design, marketing plan needs, Becky Berman is the go-to. She will even do bar mitzvah, sweet 16, quinceanera logos. If you want a logo for your invitation or any of the swag that you might give to your guests, Becky Berman, BermanBranding.com. She does real marvelous work and is doing marvelous work for Coach Randy Says, which is Coach Randy's business. Coach, I want to thank Alan LaFontaine for being our guest today. Alan is, of course, a sales and marketing executive from Global Brands Group. And this, this new venture, Juniper Unlimited, it sounds absolutely fascinating. And I, I love the idea that there's a product line for an underserved community in the disabled and those who aren't as, as mobile. Did you notice something today about me, Adam D? Um, you didn't fall asleep during the interview? <laughs> but I didn't talk that much. I didn't jump in. Uh, for one, he was unbelievably insightful with what he does. And I could have listened to him for at least an hour, asking him questions. He was so tied into not just the social realm, but what he does for his company and people with physical disabilities and the, the passion that he has for that. And that it's also good for anybody else, whether it was the shirt, the sneakers, and the, the overall social conscience he brings to his work. It's, it is not a product, it's a lifestyle. 
It's a lifestyle. So last week, remember, we had Nico Sherry on. Yes. Um, you know, with the Nolio product, the diaper care product, we talked about work-life integration mm-hmm. and how you can use work as a, a teachable moment or a series of moments with your kids and with your family. And you can make them work both equally as well, all right, without being stressed by one or the other. And you can tell the passion, the pride that this guy has in what he does and how he conveys that to his family. And again, working from home. So there's a lot of visibility uh, from your kids into what you do, how you do it, and how energized you are about work. And And how proud he is. And I I, I knew it was going to happen. I had so much pressure on myself, Adam D. I, I, I kept thinking over and over, making sure I get his name correct. And I, I'm sorry, Adam D. I let you down. Uh, I choked. I'm, you know, I'm a coach. I'm, we cannot be good at everything. You know, uh, I'm just going to put that in my, my mistake, Rich. I'm just going to flush it down. I'm going to flush it down. It's one of those things. Leave it in uh, week four, man. Leave and, it in week four. And uh, I just feel, I just, the pressure on me was building up and building up and then it happened, but you had my back there. So thank you. Yes. Thank this you. reminds me of my broadcasting days when, I had to memorize the names of different players and, you know, the athletic community is far more diverse than it used to be when we were growing up. So, you know, you have kids from the far East and Africa and from the former Soviet union who have names with a lot of syllables and a lot of consonants. So it's all, all about the practice. But like I said, leave it, leave it in week four. We're going to focus on week five next week. Another great show, a guy who's right up your alley coach, Tim Hagen of Progress Coaching. He's going to join us from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He has built this entire business around coaching conversations. So this might be the episode where I do less talking and you guys as kindred spirits might exchange some uh, war stories or some, some work ideas, some tools, but we're also going to talk about how we can coach in the house, which I know is something that, that you do. So, Parent is coach. Parent is coach. Just one big advice episode for everybody who's listening. I think you'll get a lot out of that, but that's Tim Hagen next week on Bad to the Dad. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Dads, have a great week. 